Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We've got a real special guest sitting on our couch, and we got uh, a hot topic. We're going to... Hot topic. Isn't hot that topic. a store? That is a store. <laughs> a store? What do they sell in that store? T-shirts, store. mostly. What kind of t-shirts? Can I get rock t-shirts there? Uh, you you can. Can I get a kilt? Uh, maybe. Nice. You can Axel get, Rose. Axel you can get like sex toys. You Whoa. can get mugs Whoa. and keychains and towels <laughs> and t-shirts with like inappropriate things on it or not so inappropriate things what kind of sex wait wait time out time out time out when you say sex toys are we talking like sex toys that you would find at things like 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 stag shop and and so oh i didn't know that i thought it was just a clothing store there's a whole back section and i only know this from christmas shopping are there sex toys (laughs) i don't know why i'm stuck on the sex toys yeah are there sex toys of the same kind of quality that you'd find at, at, at an adult's toy shop okay i'm gonna have to tell you two things right now one yeah i am not a sex toy connoisseur so (laughs) quality i don't know (laughs) and two i literally walked in one day because i was looking for something for my i think it was for my brother i was looking for something oh i wish i remembered what was on it um but years ago i asked my brother what do you want for christmas we were like probably teenagers and he said shit on a stick so I went and bought a stuffy. Do you remember? <laughs> was it South Park that had Mr. Hanky the Christmas yeah, yeah, poo? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I yes, found South a stuffed Park. Mr. Hanky the South Christmas Park. poo and put it on a popsicle stick, and that was his Christmas gift Beautiful. that year. So I was looking for something like that last year, and I just happened to walk all the way back to in Hot Topic, yep. and there were se- or. Fuck, am I? Oh, I think I'm mixing Spencer's. it up with Spencer's. They're, they're one and the same to me, probably. No, I think Hot Topic is well, it I mean, like it's the same an type overpriced of store. t-shirt it, it is t-shirts, but there's other things other than t-shirts, but it's okay. mostly t-shirts. But now I'm thinking where I found the sex toys things, with like, Spencer's. like piercings and all that shit. Well, do they? It, okay. it's, yeah. it's, it's like the equivalent to Spencer's, I think. Well, Hot Topic is, is, a, US, is a US store. Does Spencer's Maybe, even exist anymore? Yeah, there's Spencer's here in Scarborough Town Center. The Spencer's, like the old school Spencer's, because... I grew up in Scarborough, and that's where I always went. Maybe. Yeah. You know what? Now I'm going to have to go well, to Scarborough Town Center on, after but... this and go through Hot Topic and Spencer's, and I will clear it up. If there's no se- if there's no sex toys in Hot Topic, I'm sorry. Both there to Hot Spencer's Topic in, and the consumers. Scarborough Town Center always correct? I don't know how long it's been there, but it hasn't always been there. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of another mall. Possibly. Okay. Either way. So wait, wait, wait. Time out. <laughs> so back to the sex toys. Just I'm curious. I'm Maybe curious. you should just go to Hot Topic after. I don't. <laughs> I'm going to because like, now I think it was Spencer's I was in and not Hot Topic. Anyway. Okay. Do we like calling them toys? I don't know. Like, is, is there a better name for them than sex toys? I don't know. We I feel... call them like sex gadgets, gadgets. sex manipulatives, tools. sex tools. Sex oh, that's, tools? that sounds aggressive. I don't sex know. Tools? Hey, some of them are aggressive. Think, some yeah. of them are aggressive. But some of them are like cute little things. There's, I saw somebody well, doing a, a face. Yeah, I saw somebody doing a Facebook ad with this little soft thing, and it was called the Birdie, and it literally looks like a little birdie, and it's a suction toy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a little too vanilla for any of that stuff. So. <laughs> All right, let's change the topic vanilla, from, but... from sex toys. You know what? It's the I... cleanup. I don't want to do cleanup. <laughs> uh, I'm not putting this shit in my in my dishwasher. That's one of the plates I eat oh, off of, but oh. then I eat all that. Anyway, whatever. You're too much. Hot topic. Hot topic. Hot topic. Right on. Anyway, hey everyone, it's Amanda, and it is somewhat of a hot topic today. Not. Um, I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be. I don't. I don't enjoy having conversations with something uh, uh, 
with a topic as polarizing as this one, we're talking today about the possible ethical dilemmas that might exist with vaccine mandates and vaccine policies, because we can very clearly see a dichotomy. There's very few people that sit somewhere in the middle, although those people exist and I know them, but it's either you are Everybody absolutely has a moral and social obligation to go get vaccinated. And there's no reason that we shouldn't be able to show proof in places because when you go out, you want public safety and you want to know that you're not sitting Trudeau's words exactly right. I want you to feel comfortable sitting in an airplane or a restaurant knowing that the person sitting next to you and your children is not unvaccinated. Don't even start me on dirty politics. Yes. So there's that that side of the fence. And then the other side are people who are saying, and by the way, I'm just going to clear this up right at the top of the episode, just because somebody says they don't necessarily support mandates or are not in favor of vaccine pa- passports, that doesn't make them an, quote, I'm putting in air quotes, anti-vaxxer. Yes, that yes. term needs to be thrown out the fucking window because I know many people, both vaccinated and unvaccinated, that find the mandates and the passports problematic. They are not one in the same. They are not. Yeah, and that was one thing I really wanted to clarify because I think that when people say that they are opposed to vaccine passports, the first thing that someone thinks of is some guy wearing a MAGA hat with a gun slung on his shoulder. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? Like yes, there's, yes, a, yes. there's a there's a visual there's that an comes image. With it, yeah. There's the, and and that's because the people that they see in the media, because the media is not going to report on the people who are you know either doing peaceful protests or the people who are very um, going about this through the right avenues, right? They're going to report on the guy with the MAGA hat who's being loud. You know the the protests that are happening. A lot of them are very, very, um, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but they're civilized. They're peaceful. It, but all we see in the media is when people are blocking ambulances to get in hospitals, right? For example, the day that police officers, firefighters, paramedics. EMS, paramedics, when they were having their silent protests is also the same day that there was a, a hospital protest happening. And the media just threw them all together in the same fucking boat there. Yeah. And made, Did they even cover the made very Coast? Made very little mention right. of that silent protest. But they did mention it for two seconds, but then it was blasted with this crazy stuff that happened, oh, quote unquote crazy stuff that happened outside of, outside of one of the... You University Health Network. Well, and that's, uh, you know, something we'll get further into in our discussion today after I introduce our guest is that is part of the problem is because nobody is really listening to anybody. Nobody's getting the full side of both sides. There are people who think there's only one side because that's what you're being told. That's what the government messaging is. That's what's in our, our news broadcast is what you're being told is if you oppose these things, you are somehow you're anti-science. Yes, you you're anti-science. Don't you're care an about anti-masker. You're anti there's, there's also people that, despite the, whatever they're seeing in mainstream media, feel that way. So the, it's not even just like we can't paint it as mainstream media is the one that's creating this this great divide, right? It's also people and just the way they view things. There's people that have no idea what mainstream media is all about, but they also think if you're not vaccinated, you're diseased and therefore right. stay away from me, blah, blah, because that's just how they feel about yes. stuff, regardless of the I media. I do think, though, there's part of... The media definitely has, the mainstream media has a, a massive role to play. Yeah, because it's, it's the people who feel that way. A lot of it is um, a combination of fear and anger. Fear that if you're unvaccinated, that you are the diseased person, and anger that the reason I can't get my life back is because there are people who are not vaccinated, right? So yeah, and even to, you know, you put anti-vaxxer in air quotes, even the term anti-vaxxer, for example, most of the people that I know that are 
anti-vax are people that have had a vaccine injury right. or people whose children have had a vaccine injury or have been injured by some synthetic pharmaceutical along the way. They've trusted their doctors. They've been told, you know what, go ahead and take this. No one's really asked about risks or side effects because you trust your doctor for the most part. And so after being um, injured or after having a negative reaction, you know, they're coming out on the other side and saying, hey, I have questions. Yeah. And just asking questions now makes you an anti-vaxxer. Yes, it's and really that, strange. That is very troubling to like me. Like just wanting to have information and knowledge from credible sources suddenly puts you in this strange category because you're not just accepting of what you're being told. It's very strange. But to add to that, there's also fucking just pure off, straight off hippie people that have never sure. been vaccinated yeah. and will never yeah. vaccinate their children and they've been running through life like this the whole time. I went to massage school with probably like three hardcore hippie people. When mm-hmm. I, I just throw that like that. By the way, I don't really mean like the hardcore hippie people. But the bottom line... They were not into vaccinations, period. And they were born into that with their parents. And that's the lifestyle that they lived. And they did that with their children and blah, 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 blah. So it's not necessarily always going to be someone that's had an had exposure to a negative experience that they feel might have been associated with a vaccination whether it it actually was based on a vaccination or not i don't know well why don't we start with um just introducing our guest and we'll you know just jump right into some of these topics so um our guest that's here is rmt in ontario who um feels that there are some problems with mandates and the passports and ethical dilemmas. And we wanted to hear from her and, you know, why she feels this way. And uh, yeah, we'll just see where the conversation goes from there. Like I said to Mark before we started, I can talk all day about this. So I'm going to let the guest start out first, because once I get going, I won't stop. I can talk all day about this, but I don't I don't I don't really like to. I feel like after a while, I'm just like, I guess. yeah, it's, it's kind it's of exhausting. exhausting, pretty energetic. Yeah, yes. it, it takes a lot away. So yeah, I'm here. Thanks for having me here. Thank um, you for coming. I, yeah, you're welcome. I just wanted to be able to have a civil discussion with other RMTs, other healthcare um, professionals about some of the things that are going on right now. Um, first of all, I mean, we don't have any sort of a vaccine mandate in the field of massage therapy, which is fantastic right now. Um, as per the CMTO, we are to treat without discrimination. Do any of the uh, of the professions that fall under the RHPA? No, they don't. No, because that's that's in um, like if you look at the the reopening plan yes, where yes, all of yes. this is listed in Ontario, places that cannot or I guess I shouldn't say cannot that shouldn't be asking for proof of vaccination or where it's um, medical care. It's medical so like care. you can still go to your dentist, you can go to your doctor. Like they can't deny but, you service but what in we, those areas. But what we're seeing is what we're seeing is is facilities are putting policy in place, which is different than the governing bodies getting their directive from the Minister of Health saying that the regulatory colleges need to mandate that their members be vaccinated. That is not what we're talking about here because that is not a thing. But there are facilities that have mandated that their employees be vaccinated, such as hospitals and so on and so on and so on. And that is where these regulated healthcare professionals have their places of employment. And uh, with the hospital, I think that falls under Directive 6 uh, from Public Health. And the directive actually states the minimum requirement to be vax or an education session yes. plus regular testing. Regular right. testing, yeah. So. It's similar to what the school boards school board are doing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So the and the school boards have done that for quite a while. It's not even new. The school boards have been doing that for quite a while time. 
where your kid doesn't have to be vaccinated as long as you have um, the education session. The education yeah, session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So it's not new, is what I'm. No, trying, it's trying not to a do. new thing. Right, right. Um, and you can uh, attend the education session and claim an exemption based on philosophical belief. Yes. In those instances for schools. The schools. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know about now, but uh, previous, like pre-COVID. Um. But um, so, yeah, hospital networks are uh, sort of banding together and um, are going above and beyond Directive 6, where now it's fax or terminate. And that's where, you know, a lot of feathers are being ruffled, I guess, for the it's so, 10, 20 percent. It's don't so want to. sticky. And I'll, I'll give my piece on why it's so sticky and then I'll probably shut up for a long time because I can empathize with everybody in this. I'm, I, I feel like I may be one of the few people that I can actually empathize with any of this stuff. So, for example, and I think there's a big piece that that the anti-proof of vaccination folks might might not be considering, or maybe they do, but it, it's it's less of a priority. So, for example, if a facility decides that they're going to put a policy in place, they're not mandated to put a policy in place. So, for example, if you're a massage therapist and you work at a clinic, we're going to put in a policy that says our therapists that work here need to be vaccinated or they need to show negative testing before they can come into any shift and blah, 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 blah. I understand why a clinic might do that. Mm -hmm. I fully understand it. And one of the reasons they might do that is for... For protecting, I don't even want to use the word protecting, for the purpose of creating the safest work environment on paper that is possible. That way they can possibly avoid future litigation. Because when it comes down to things like employment law, the employer has a responsibility to make the workplace as safe as possible. And if that means that they they think putting in a, 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 a proof of vaccination policy in place creates that safety, I understand why they would do so willingly. Uh, because they don't want to turn around and have someone say, hey, I, I, I end up getting sick, possibly because of work, and... Um, I'm I'm vaccinated, I'm here and I'm sick, but you did not provide us with the safest environment that you can because you have other people here that you, you that that we don't know if they're vaccinated. And and again, this is this is this is under the assumption that vaccinations are going to be the thing that stops you from getting sick, which we know isn't the case anyway. But I my bottom line is I I understand why a facility would willingly put this policy in place. Right. I can empathize with right. that. And I can empathize with the facility owner who might run a facility that's been mandated to put that policy in place and they don't want to. Right. So, I mean, I can I see this from all sides and it's so fucking complicated. It's not just as simple as like, you know, it's not as simple as what you're seeing in mainstream media. Now with the employers putting a policy in place, if it is not a government mandate, it actually does get pretty tricky from a legal standpoint. Um, because now if you're an employer and you're saying to your employee, um, I don't want you coming into the workplace yes. because I there is a fear that you may have COVID or you may be more susceptible to COVID because of your medical status. Um, this could potentially be something like discrimination based on perceived disability. So this is another sort of can of worms. I was listening to an employment lawyer on the weekend and I was um, sort of listening to the points. Right, right, right. Um, and this is something that he brought up and he said that, um, you know, COVID is serious enough an illness that um, it can fall under the category of perceived disability, mm -hmm. for instance. Um, so someone barring you from entering somewhere into your own workplace um, could fall under 
discrimination based on perceived disability. So that's an interesting piece. Yeah. And, and the two points that like the, the side that you just presented and the side that I presented, they're in complete opposition to each other. Mm-hmm. And they can be argued very well on either side mm-hmm. by an employment lawyer because they all fall within the guidelines of employment law. It is a very fucking tricky thing to navigate all of this, yeah. especially as being an employer in this whole scenario. And even if they implement something that is technically illegal, practically, there isn't much you can do about it right now for an employee because, um, I mean, there are avenues of legal recourse available to you, but that could take five years, maybe, Mm -hmm. being generous, right? So, I mean, even though you might be able to pull out all these pieces of paper and say, this is not legal to your employer, practically, they might just go ahead with it and there's nothing you can do, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. So, uh, but I have seen um, some RMTs just around like the Facebook groups and everything. Mm-hmm. I've seen some RMTs that are not wanting to treat uh, unvaccinated patients. I've okay. seen a lot of that. Yes, yeah. yes. And creating policies, um, their own policies uh, for letting the, you know, letting the public know that if you are not vaccinated to hold off treatment because as per the CMTO, you cannot refuse treatment, but you can um, defer treatment based on like a risk benefit analysis. Right. So I guess my question would be to those RMTs, how do you, how do you perform this risk benefit analysis when you have an unvaccinated patient coming into your clinic that has passed both screenings? So they've passed the uh, prior to entry screening and right. then the entrance screening. Um, they have no symptoms. Can we discuss that really quick? Because there's probably a lot of massage therapists that are listening because we have an international audience. Mm-hmm. So they don't, they wouldn't know what this pre-screen before okay. right, right, making right. the appointment and then upon arrival looks like. Maybe we can talk about that really quick. Yeah. So in Ontario, as an RMT, you are required to have any patient that is booking in with you pre-screen, do a self-screening for COVID. So there are a list of questions that they have to answer. Can we pull up those questions? I think yes, they're right there on your desk to the, to the left there. Do you and have that a copy? We, so we can read the the the, the date of this, because this has been amended. This is, this is the most August recent one, August maybe? 26th. Okay. So now we have included a background question. And the CMTO has clarified this for many therapists, saying that this is strictly a background question. Yes or no to this question doesn't determine if you allow someone to come in for treatment. Right. It's to know which questions to ask cool. next. And these questions are not coming from the College of Massage Therapists of They're Ontario. Not. This is coming from the Ministry, the Ministry of Health. Yes. All the colleges basically have to follow whatever... Um, directive is coming from the Ministry of Health. So basically every member of every regulatory college then that deals with members of the public will have to do this type of screening, something similar, but this is what we'd have to do. Okay, so the background question is ju- is asking about vaccination status. Did the person receive their final or second vaccination dose more than 14 days ago? So a person can answer yes, no, or prefer not to disclose to this, right? We, we don't have to know somebody's vaccination status. The reason we ask it is because if they say no or they prefer not to disclose, then we have to go through a more thorough screening. Right. If they say, yes, I'm fully vaccinated, then we can skip some of the screening, screening questions. So actually saying yes or no to being vaccinated does not automatically put you on the list of no, you can't come in for treatment. So if a therapist is doing that, they are doing it of their own record. That's their own policy that they put in place in their clinic. Right. So the questions we don't have to ask a person who is fully 
vaccinated are if they've traveled outside of Canada in the Mm -hmm. past 14 days or if the person has had close contact with a confirmed case of COVID-19 without wearing appropriate PPE. So here we are obviously making the assumptions that if you've been vaccinated, you are highly unlikely, even if you were in contact with a person with COVID or have been outside of the country, that you have contracted anything because science. By the way, I don't I don't think that's a good idea. I think you should be doing this all the screening questions regardless of whether oh, someone's being whether someone's vaccinated or not. Right, absolutely. I definitely didn't quite understand the the addition of the background question and eliminating the other questions yes. because in any case Although a lower percentage, if we're trusting science, that the person would have contracted COVID, a lower percentage that they might transmit it if we're, you know, believing what we're hearing. Um, I feel like I have to say that because there's some people who are saying, no, there's studies over here. And just for anyone listening, FYI, I, I read I read a lot. I read all I do is read research on this because I just like to understand where yeah, people are absolutely. getting their information from. And for those of you who argue there's only one side and this is what the research says, I promise you. Keep looking. And just to clarify what I was saying about the legal issue about the perceived disability, I know someone's going to come back and say, that's not going to be a thing. It can be argued is what I'm saying. Yes, yes, absolutely. So So that's the thing is the the three of us, as we're talking through this, are just trying to show that... Maybe we do need to have a little more empathy. Maybe we all need to be like Mark. I never thought I'd say this. And I'm just kidding. I love you so much. Um, we need to be like Mark. Except for the lady be that able... said I swear too much. Yeah. Fuck off. You swear a lot. How about that, um, lady? We need to be a little more empathetic to people because you don't know their lived experience. And actually, our guest yes. that's here... Um, I don't know if she would remember this, but we had a very important conversation and it has actually helped me in so many instances where we were talking politics off mic, of course, and we are not each other's clients, but we were talking political views. And she had mentioned to me um, a very interesting take that one of her family members had when it came to politics. And it was about the fact that if you were this person with this lived experience, although it might not make sense to me, the white Canadian over here. It it makes a lot of sense for, you know, person of color, new immigrant. And just listening to you talk about that, I was like, if more people could understand that, like, we don't need to argue about everything. Not everything has to be so polarized. Just understand there are people with different lived experiences. And just because somebody is asking questions, like you said, doesn't make them anti anything. In fact, you are a hypocrite to call them anti-science for asking questions. I think it's FYI. very pro-science to ask questions. Exactly. That's what science is. Asking good questions and being informed is is important. I would even forget the whole science part. It's just you want to be informed. Right. Like there's something here that I don't fully understand. Let me ask questions to gain a better understanding. Hashtag like, make it make Look sense. Look at different viewpoints <laughs> exactly. and say, why do you, why are you saying this? Why, do you, why are right. you not saying Instead that? of initial, immediately getting upset with somebody who says, well, I'm not sure I agree with that. Like Mark will tell you, I've I've lost friends over these discussions where it's just me saying, well, why do you think that? Or, but can't we look at it this way? I've never argued with anyone. I'm actually, one of my friends described me as somewhat benign. When I have discussions <laughs> with people on Facebook, I, I wish I get that. I don't argue because I find it pointless, right? Once somebody shows wow. me that they're that strong in their viewpoint, online arguments aren't going to get anywhere. No. If we want to sit together and have a discussion, so I'm all for it. Let's right? take a let's take a page out of Stephen R. Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Seek first to understand, right? Then to be understood. So let's go back to the screening questions then, because as I said, I didn't understand that. Because 
because the way I'm looking at it is even the science that everybody agrees on says that there is a possibility a vaccinated person can contract and transmit COVID. Of course. So my, I mean, my now feeling, I think it's more than a possibility. There's vaccinated people in the hospital. You hear it every well, day right. on the radio. No, I mean, but even, I believe, was it Dr. Fauci? I think it was one of the figureheads that said that when it comes to the Delta variant, the vaccinated and the unvaccinated have Same similar viral, viral load. Yes, that so. that is true. So in my opinion, and who am I? I'm just an RMT with a podcast. <laughs> I feel that asking the background question is almost irrelevant because I would still want to know if this person has traveled outside of Canada and I'd still want to know if they're in close contact with a confirmed case because of COVID. answering yes or no to that question has no bearing on whether you're going to whether they are entitled to have that treatment right. or not Precisely. now whether whether the therapist wants to have that person right. is a whole other story right. but whether they're actually entitled to have that treatment based on the screening did you pass the screening right. so whether you're vaccinated or not has no bearing on you passing the screening to receive exactly. a massage therapy right. treatment therefore it makes me question why would we have to ask that if it actually has no bearing on me being able to provide you with the massage therapy treatment? Yeah. So that's a shaming question. It feels it feels that way. I'm not going to lie. So like I said, I have questions around that. So then there's a question that only pertains to people who work in long-term care homes, which is, you know, if there's a concern for a potential outbreak, mm-hmm. that makes sense to me, right? right? Because right. now we know you work in a place. So I have a client, for example, that works in homeless shelters and she keeps me updated when there is an outbreak, an outbreak in her unit, right? Like we have constant communication. Um, and then it goes on to um, the screening questions regarding symptoms. So we ask the usual fever, chills, uh, new onset of cough or worsening chronic cough, shortness of breath, decrease or loss of taste or smell. Um, if the person is over 18, we want to ask about unexplained fatigue, lethargy, muscle aches, um, younger than 18, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. Okay. And the last one is if they tested positive in the past 10 days or have been told by public health that they should be isolating. So these are the questions that we're asking when everybody comes in. And like it seems the three of us agree, regardless of vaccination status, I want to I'm going to ask everybody these same questions. Right. Yeah. And so back to, you know, the screening tool. So if an unvaccinated person is coming into your clinic space, uh, they've done this pre-screening before when they book their appointment, then they've had to do it again with you once they enter the clinic. Yes. They're required to wash or sanitize their hands. Yes. They're required They're to wear PPE. Yeah. You're wearing PPE. I would like to know how an RMT could justify that the risk to practitioner or patient would be greater than the benefit to the patient in this scenario to receive the massage. So if you are conducting a risk a risk benefit analysis in this case, where is that high risk situation? And it's inconsistent considering, you know, pre-vaccine rollout, which started oh, what in yeah. March, we were all treating you were, unvaccinated you were, people. You were enjoying the luxury of being able to bring in an income while there was a whole bunch of other people that weren't. You jumped on the fucking opportunity. Right. There wasn't a whole bunch of, there were RMTs that were like, you know what, I'm not going to go back to work until whatever, until there's vaccinations or whatever. And they're the consistent in their logic. Exactly, they're consistent, exactly. yes. But then there's a whole bunch of people that were upset that they were not considered essential and we're not able to work how am i supposed to make an income and blah 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 so those like anyway those people i don't understand then like you were happy to work before but suddenly now it's a danger it's a big danger it should have been a big danger before yeah. too then well that's like these are probably the know? same people that were calling all the healthcare workers heroes last year and now the healthcare workers that are being fired it's sort of like well good riddance because you're not choosing to get vaccinated well these right. people for 18 well, maybe months uh, let's let's make took it a, care of 
let's, have the patience. And, and just so I can play the other side a little bit, let's let's maybe make not make it sound like well, so, well, good riddance to you. Maybe make it sound like there's consequences to your choice. Right. You and have a choice, but there are this, consequences. This, this, there you you can do I, have a choice. There are consequences that? to your choice, and therefore you understand the consequence. Whether those consequences, do I feel that they're reasonable? I don't know. I, who am I? I'm a nobody. But I'm just going to say that's the language that would be used on that. Yes, and I under I, I want to bring up two things. Um, an argument you will have people coming back at you with, you know, with the inconsistency where I was treating unvaccinated people I've heard people say, well, there was no other option yes. because the vaccine didn't exist. And everybody now keeps saying, well, it's the Delta variant. It's the Delta variant. That's the reason why now I choose not to treat unvaccinated people. Gotcha. And again, I, I don't know that I necessarily agree with that because we are pre-screening. We're doing everything as carefully as we possibly can. And can we all just acknowledge the fact that, um, you know, I think now people have stopped saying it, but you know, at the beginning when people say, when COVID is over, this is a virus. This is a virus that's going to continue to mutate. This is a virus we're all going to have to learn to live with. And being that it is going to continue to mutate, vaccines aren't going to be the be all end all in the answer. And I would just respond to a person that would say, well, it's the Delta variant. I would respond with yes. And vaccinated people have same viral loads as unvaccinated people when it comes to the Delta well, variant. And again, so, that's again, what I, that's we're what talking I mean. in circles, right? Like it's, it, it really does go in circles. And the thing is, I've seen a lot in the media and that's why I, I, I have a very healthy distrust and um, uh, cont uh, contention for the media, but I'm the only one here. Oh, maybe, maybe I'm not the only, no, one, here. Not the only um, one here. Because, you got to listen to more talk radio then, by well, the way. Well, and I do, Operators where you can really get conversations that are real, and it's not it's not pushed facts in your face. Is that's it, do that's they, do what's they allow frustrating. Yes, they do. Oh yeah, they do. because you it have depends, hosts. It depends who the host is. Exactly. Some of the hosts get but a little aggressive. That's what I mean. You have hosts that feel very much like this, okay. and then three hours later, you're gonna have a host talking because a lot of times talk radio stations they'll cover the same three or four topics with little bit spins on them, but they're different hosts. You and they're different hosts all have a different following, but and they all. Real Eroded by their sponsors? Or no, their not at all. So they're they're free whatever. to like kind of rock and roll. Okay. Talk radio is actually one of the best places to hear a whole bunch of different perspectives because then you also have people calling in. So it's it's actually a fabulous place. Well, to let get, me to, to, let me explain my frustration ahead, with non-talk radio. Then. Yes, yes, yes. The frustration is media, yeah. there is a lot of information being pushed right now, and the conventional media is allowing it um, about. Going against exactly what we were just saying, you know, they're saying, no, you are definitely more likely to contract and transmit okay. COVID. Um, you're going to be contagious for longer periods of time okay. that you do have a larger viral load. Cool. So because I like to read and understand things, I went straight to the source. If we're all going to say the CDC is who's guiding us here, yeah. it's still up to three days ago on the CDC says this is this is inconclusive. More studies are, are needed. So yeah. at this point, we have to feel that vaccinated or not, they're still posing a threat. And that's why we put the other safety measures in place. Exactly. Like they've been there the whole time. So that's one frustration. The other thing, you know, with Mark saying about consequences with the, the healthcare workers. Um, yes, they are consequences. But then this brings me to the ethical dilemma of informed consent. Yes, we are still like, I've spent my entire career, you know, 12 years, if you include school, 12 years where informed consent has been the be all end all. I have mm -hmm. to get permission to uncover somebody's knee. Mm -hmm. But people are now going to work fearing losing their jobs because as as we spoke about already, it's no longer, you know, 
get vaccinated or get tested. In some places, it's get vaccinated or get out. That to me goes beyond being a consequence. That is pure coercion and consent is not valid if it's coerced. That is coercion. If you're threatening somebody's livelihood, if I've got, if I'm a single mother and I've got four children at yes. home. And this and is I'm the medical being, standard definition of informed right. consent. So I mean, now, but now I'm what... being presented with get vaccinated or lose your job. It doesn't feel like there is room to make a choice. Yes, I understand there's always a choice. And I I know that I'll get some blowback for this. And I understand there is always a choice. I was just going to say the blowback you, we're going to get for but this But you one. are really, really pushing people to follow what you want yes, when yes, you yes. say, you know, get this or lose your job. I'm not making you get it. I'm not holding you, know you what, down. You know what, though? Yeah. In most scenarios, it, 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 it probably isn't when you read the fine print, get this or lose your job, because there will be scenarios where it's like, well, then you just have to show up for work showing a negative test. But that might be very difficult for you to do. And that might be something that you would have to do on your own accord and your and own what if expense. You didn't, and what if you didn't consent blah, blah, to the blah, test? Blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, what if you didn't want to consent to the? And I'm just I'm just throwing hypotheticals in there. This is not necessarily my feelings on this. But what if you don't consent to the vaccine for whatever your reasons are? And that's the other thing. People need to stop immediately labeling someone as an anti-vaxxer or anti-science or stupid if they don't feel comfortable getting the vaccine because you don't know why they feel that way, right? And most people that are um, hesitant, I don't like using that word because I think at this point, people that aren't getting it are not hesitant. They're just not getting yeah, they're it. They're not right. interested. Um, they're not interested. But the people that are not interested in getting this vaccine, for the most part, I can safely say have probably received all of their childhood vaccines. Like, I don't think that um, the term anti-vax yeah. even applies here. Yeah. Right. Unless unless they're the of the hippie crew of the hippie kind. that, right. I, that right. I mentioned Absolutely. earlier. Yeah. Right. See, the part that I don't get a lot of the time is when you, when you start to take a look at uh, the the proof of vaccination how it's just kind of all over the map to me about stuff like who has to show proof and who doesn't and who have does, to yeah. show proof right so for example if you are working if you if you're in if you're in film and television right audience members at a live event need to show proof of a vaccination the crew doesn't the cast and staff don't. I think that's because it goes back to even the restaurants. It's the same thing in the gyms uh, because it goes back to the employment contracts and the employment law. And because it's not a government mandate, right. um, employers are having a hard time. They can implement it, but they know that they may be doing something illegal. And so that's why for a lot that's of places, their hesitancy right. doing so. that's the thing where it's but like they again, can't if mandate can't it for their employees. Even just that inconsistency, like, then that's a problem well, from a safety perspective that makes no sense that's what right. i'm saying from if, a safety if, if perspective it, is, it, it makes if, no sense if everything is about the safety then then why can that happen be consistent be consistent because that's yeah. where that's and again all i'm doing is a i'm a guy with some opinions and my opinions don't mean anything because i'm an idiot but i just question these things and and i i don't have anyone answering them well it's better to have lots of questions with no answers than have a lot of answers that can't be questioned mm. so but back to you know back to this ethical yeah, thing so, no, so um, StatsCan had done, um, they have a page up about uh, willingness of Canadians to get vaccinated. And they're doing this by like age, okay. um, race and stuff. Okay. So um, right now, about 50% or when this was done, maybe late 2020, early 2021, I don't know. Okay. Um, about 50% of the black population uh, is hesitant. 
not willing to I get wonder why. vaccinated. Uh, we have um, indigenous people that are, um, there was a paper, I think, uh, yeah, there was a paper in the Canadian uh, Medical Association Journal yeah. about um, indigenous vaccine hesitancy. So in 2009, with the H1N1 outbreak, um, the federal government actually shipped body bags to four Manitoba First Nations communities instead of shipping sanitizer, flu kits, antivirals, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Ottawa later apologized for this, but I mean, this is one instance, right? Look at residential schools. Look at um, the medical experimentation. I think there was a, a TB vaccine that was being tested for 12 years on um, infants, or maybe not infants, but children. Don't quote me exactly on that. But um, And it's all in this paper, and it you know goes um, over the reasons why Indigenous people are so hesitant. It's a very healthy distrust for the government. The two populations you've just mentioned, can we blame them no. for having a distrust for the government? I remember I was watching someone on TV. She was she was a, She's a leader in the Indigenous community in downtown Toronto. And she left a residential school when she was 13. She re- you can imagine the horrors of this fucking school if a 13-year-old decides, I need to get the fuck out of mm-hmm. here and I'm going to a big metropolitan city. I've got no money in my fucking pocket and I don't know what I'm going to do, but I just cannot be fucking here. Like, can you imagine the fucking horrors to decide I'm leaving a, a, a place where at least I have a place to sleep and something to eat for the unknown to be on the streets of a, of a major metropolitan city like Toronto? Like, that alternative was better than staying there. Of course, I have fucking mistrust of every fucking person. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you do right. And um, I have a quote. It's uh, the Miss Disney. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but um, a former Assembly of First Nations national chief um, literally said when the vaccine was coming to their areas that uh, Miss Disney is now the experimental rats for this experimental vaccine. Like this is um, an indigenous person representing an indigenous community um, echoing this sentiment. Now, does it mean that all all indigenous people are hesitant? No, of course no. not. Um, does it mean that all black Canadians are hesitant? Of, of course, course not. not. But I can um, understand why you might be. But there are these groups of people. Yes. And so we just spent all of 2020 talking about systemic racism, mm-hmm. talking about, um, you know, institutionalized oppression. You know, when you think about the idea of systemic racism, not only does it involve a policy that directly discriminates against a group of people, it also involves policies that indirectly create disparities. And so when you have policies, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Black Lives Matter New York currently is up in arms. Have you seen this in mainstream media? Likely they won't be airing any of this, but uh, Black Lives Matter New York is freaking out because of the vaccine mandates. Um, 72% of uh, black Americans aged 18 to 44 are unvaccinated right now. And so um, they are just, they're like, hey, th- these are modern day freedom papers in their words. So what do we do now? Do we just, is it radio silence? When last year we were sitting here saying, hey, I don't understand, but I stand. And, you know, uh, we need to give uh, these voices platforms to speak and we need to hear uh, what everyone has to say. Do we, is it now just Silence. You know, you're just going to have a bunch of people saying, well, the mandate applies to everyone. Why are we making it about race? Like, that's immediately what people are arguing. But it's creating indirect disparities. The The argument of this is we are in a global pandemic, people. We are just trying to be as safe as possible so we can resume normal life 
as quickly as possible. Totally understandable. This is all about like this is this is this is this the is, other side. But let me ask you a side. question: If we are if we are in this situation, why did mm-hmm. we just spend six hundred million dollars on an unnecessary election when we could have purchased <laughs> ICU beds? We could have well, covered hospital um, staffing shortages. I mean, these are just questions that I have. I have, <laughs> I have these same questions. I have these same questions. Gatherings for, um, what do they do before campaigning? Campaigning I gatherings. I don't understand why a massage therapist who is all for vaccinations, I and I don't want to see people that are unvaccinated. Like I don't understand. Like why? What does what does my view on how I run my business and my view of vaccinations? Like what the fuck does that have to do with your view on vaccinations and how you run your it's, business? It's what I've said though before. And I, I know I'm know. not only blaming the media, but I'm saying the messaging and it's ha- been happening right. the last couple of years. The messaging from our leaders, from our media, right. is we're all in this together and everybody has to do their part. They even assigned ownership to the vaccinations. You ever know? It's get your shot. Go take your turn. It's your turn. It's everything is, I have to play a role in this. So if you are a person saying, I don't know if I feel safe or comfortable doing this. I want to ask questions. I want to think about it. Your neighbor, who's all been listening to this messaging of everyone has to do their part, is going to look at you and say, you're not fucking doing your part, which means I can't get my life back. Which means, And now they're fighting. Which means I'm selfish because you want to get your life back that makes me selfish in other words you go get vaccinated so i can get my life back i'm not selfish for wanting that but you're selfish because what you're doing is potentially preventing and again none of us are arguing safety of vaccines efficacy of vaccines like i don't give a shit about any of that but i think we've gone so far um on either side with not even being able to understand that if somebody maybe doesn't want to get the vaccine the only thing we we own, period, is our body. And I cannot understand how we're all so okay with essentially telling people what they should do with their body and not allowing people just to have the autonomy, give their informed consent. And, you know, I, I, I think the other thing, too, is because our bar keeps being raised. That's causing more fear and more anger. You know, it was like once we have 70% of the population vaccinated, we've reached herd immunity, things can go back to normal. Now we're at the point where they're saying, unless everybody gets vaccinated, you're not going to see a normal life. There's a couple of things that I just want to throw into the mix here. One, these conversations and these debates that are going, they're not new. They're not new. If you go back and look around any new vaccination that's coming out and government and health officials saying this is what we need to do to the population to maintain safety, utilitarianism, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. So we need to do this. It's not a new fucking conversation. That's the first thing. The second thing, I totally forgot what I was going to (laughs) say. Can you tell me what you're saying again? Because I had something on the end of that. About the bar being raised and now. Yes. Because then my question is, anytime something new comes out is always what's next. I want to know what's next. I want to have an idea of what's next so for example the majority of the population is vaccinated you get to the number that you're close to say what number they're looking for 90 percent, something like that i don't remember what you said at this point i'm pretty certain that it's saying we need to have 100 percent, 100 percent of people who are eligible and i've now heard that starting next month we are moving down to five to eleven year olds can i ask you a question what happens when you get a hundred percent of the eligible population vaccinated Anyone that can't be vaccinated for whatever reason, they they, they they hang out in their they hang out in their house or they walk right. around with their medical exemption, and the numbers still rise. 
then what? I'm always, what's are, next? Are we because going to be able to ask questions then? Are we going to be able to say, is this effective? Well, that's or is the virus you, just mutating? We, we always have to ask, what's next? What is? What would be the next line? And I would love for someone to, like, like, I don't know about you guys, but most things should have some sort of plan to them, right? It's And I understand well, the, there, there the, are the ability. There are always plans. The so, problem is the plan keeps changing. And again, the side is I going to it. argue with you saying, and science is always changing. changing. I get it. So I'm we not, have but, to but adapt. That's, 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 not, that's not the debate. The, that's not what I'm suggesting here. What I'm suggesting here is every plan anywhere for anything should always have contingency plans, right? Should always be like, well, if this happens, what are we going to do? If this happens, what do you think we should consider? If this happens, where is it going to go? And I'm really curious as to what is the thought behind if you get the majority of people that you want to have, if you get your numbers that you want to have and your COVID numbers still continue to rise, what well, what next like i'm always going for what's next i want to know what's next i want to have an idea of what is the plan for next i actually think pfizer's developing some sort of an oral pill fuck man someone's (laughs) getting rich eh? someone is getting so fucking rich like for real unbelievable even even a tech company that makes a fucking qr code mm-hmm. is going to get so rich which i don't understand by the way why i don't do understand i don't understand code? why and I, I don't i don't know enough about technology to know anything about qr codes but for the for the month between 22nd of september to the 22nd of october or something along those lines when it's okay for you to just use whatever papers you have to show your proof of vaccination like well, and what's it's the, all it's all on words, your phone anyway because you can go into the government website and pull up your proof of vaccination on your phone it's not even papers so why the qr code i think they're trying to avoid um fraud fraud, fraud. falsified yeah, papers and so, yeah. yeah the qr code is not ready yet or it's in development or whatever it is and so in the interim you're able to use um your papers and, and i'm not saying this i'm not saying this in a for or against i just want to know like i just i just want to know why like just 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 for convenience like i don't i don't get it i think it's the fraud thing but yeah, uh, of course thing. it could be hacked and and uh but i think they're just Anything trying to hacked. yeah Fuck. safety proof it as much as they can i just want to talk about the passports for a second because that is something that um i'm i'm having a hard time with as well like you know people who have not, you know, it's just like we were talking about with people coming into our clinics. Like to me, whether somebody has been vaccinated or not seems irrelevant if I've screened them. Going into certain places, like we're already following all the safety measures we've been following. And now that we're at the point where I think I read somewhere it's like 85.5% of Canadians have had at least one dose and over 70% are fully vaccinated. Is that right? Something you're around there. Yeah. So if we have such a high percentage of people vaccinated, then I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like what is the purpose now of actually segregating everybody? And the, for s- whatever reason, somebody has chosen not to get the vaccine. Well, it almost feels more like a punishment than being a safety measure. You know, like you didn't do what you were told. You can't come sit in my restaurant. You can't come in and work out at this fitness club. You can't do. And I that's the part that I don't understand. I don't get it. If we're if we're going to continue to keep the safety measures in place, then I don't get the whole proof of vaccination. Well, I'm totally on your page there. And I am asking myself, is this a punishment? Because let's look at the people that have 
gotten COVID and recovered from it and have the antibodies. So the natural immunity aspect of right. things. Okay. So which, if someone we know has quite a few people, I, I, I actually do know a lot of so people. many people. Yeah. Um, so if you look at, um, I don't remember what the stat is. I think in Canada to date, they say 1.6 million people have had COVID and recovered. And according to the CDC, for every one person that's had COVID and knows it, there are two people that have had it and don't know that they've had it. Right. So we can make an estimate that another three and a half million people have had it and don't know. Um, so, you know, you, you add that all up. I don't know, 5 million people. That's like 15% of the population. In the very beginning, um, there was definitely a lot of fear because there was a lot of question marks, a lot of unknowns. Like okay. the science wasn't clear. Hence, we went from, we will not mandate masks. We're mandating masks. We right. will not do this. We're doing this. You know, it was, everything was constantly changing. So, okay. In the very beginning, um, there was a lot of people with a lot of fear and questions about um, COVID long haul, right. you know, like the, yeah, the yeah. long COVID. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, we've had more people who have had COVID and we understand that, yes, there are going to be people who experience long haul symptoms, right? right okay. That exists. Okay. Do we know how common that is? Um, I don't have the stats on that, but I will get them. Okay. Um, but I I know of, I won't say I know, we're not friends, we don't hang out, but I know of a doctor um, who is very highly regarded in the field that he works in, mm -hmm. who has been doing a lot of research with COVID long haul. Uh, mm -hmm. One of my clients is a very good friend of this doctor. So she, you know, she shares information with me and, and those types of things. And even this doctor, like I said, I'm not going to mention what he does or who he is because mm -hmm. I think he would probably not be able to say this. But even this doctor feels that um, for these COVID long haul patients that vaccinated or not, they might have ended up like this just based on other things in their body. And again, this is just this is not okay. a study. Yeah. This is just a statement from a doctor. You brought up a really good point. Why can't that doctor say this? Right. So let's look at what's happening with the College of Physicians and Surgeons of well, Ontario, the gag order that they basically put on all doctors and um, any, I guess, anyone that falls under that college. So again, can everybody listen to her very closely here? Like, again, for the people who don't understand why some people might be questioning and why yeah. some people might have a distrust, the one person you're supposed to trust, please tell everybody about this mandate from their college. So um, the College of Physicians and Surgeons of Ontario have basically, you know, very strictly said to doctors that they cannot um, say anything that would contravene the public health recommendations at the time. And so um, that's really scary because, you know, considering that we're evidence-based, everything we do is evidence-based and evidence-based involves the science that's out there. I don't want to say the science, but scientific information that's out there. Mm -hmm. um, practitioner experience mm -hmm. and patient experience. Right. This is what it encompasses evidence-based. So if a doctor is seeing something or seeing patterns or trends right. or, um, you know, noting things anecdotally, even from patients, and this is turning into a trend, if they say something about this, they could face um, disciplinary, disciplinary action, action yeah. from right. So this is, this is coming from the Regulated Health Professions Act in Ontario that pretty much states that any directive from the Minister of Health needs to be followed by anyone that falls under the RHPA. So I understand why physicians would have that because it's coming as a directive from from the, the Minister of Health. But just so to put some clarification, right. so it's not the College of Physicians of Surgeons basically saying like, "Hey, doctors, you can't say anything." It's coming from it's above. coming from right. above, right. and the college has to say, "Hey, this is what this is what the 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 directive right. is." The question still remains why. And I'll give you an example. So this happened. Uh, two people I know are. Are seeing the same fertility doctor 
Okay. And uh, one couple started seeing this doctor a few months ago and asked if they should get the COVID vaccine. This was before any of the mandates happened. And the doctor said, um, I can't advise you one way or the other on that. There's not enough data right now in terms of like the fertility pregnancy piece. Right. Um, so I would advise you to wait. This is what the OBGYN, 20 years at Mount Sinai, okay, well, this is what she said. Um, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, now when the mandates are in, the second couple goes in to see the same doctor and said, hey, you know, given my picture, my fertility picture, uh, you know, recurrent pregnancy loss, et cetera, et cetera, um, do you think I should get this vaccine? And the doctor just said, well, they're recommending it for everyone, um, including in pregnancy. Then the doctor paused said, now, do they have the data? No, but they're recommending it. And then started laughing un very uncomfortably. And and as a, and as a <laughs> patient, what fuck? do you do with right? that information? Right. What the fuck? Right? What do you do with that information? I know somebody who is very, very pro-science and 100% would have been first in line to get vaccinated, except she's trying right now to get pregnant. And so she feels so torn because on one hand, she's like, I feel I should get vaccinated. I feel afraid of this virus. I want to get the vaccine. However, I don't know how that's going to affect my fertility. And she's scared and she feels torn and she's getting bullied from family and work and all of this stuff. And she just doesn't know what to do. And I'm like this. And I've said this a million times and I know Marco says, oh, it goes beyond this. But when does this become a mental health issue? Like she's literally ripping her suffering. freaking hair out. There's, right. there's People are suffering because they feel... I don't quite feel safe and comfortable to do this yet. I have more questions. I want to talk to people. The information is all confusing. It's constantly changing. And, you know, I, I would love to say everybody just trust your healthcare providers. But we know that it's not as simple as that. Right. And I don't ever want to stop somebody from being Why informed. Why do you think there is this mistrust? So in theory, it is the Minister of Health's job to in this scenario like this to to maintain as much public safety as possible why do you think there's so much mistrust in the directive i think there's two things here i think there are too many two plus twos are not equaling four okay yeah in a lot of instances and right. when people are asking those questions can i, can I pause on that yeah. so d does the average everyday joe have the ability to do that math no but the average joe is not asking too many questions. Gotcha, okay. Right? So the mistrust is coming from the people that are okay. trying to do the math. Right, right. Um, and then when people are asking those questions, they're being, um, you know, shamed as anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers and all, th all of those things. And I so many of the people asking those questions are fully vaccinated. That's what kills me, is there are people who are fully vaccinated who are saying, this doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. This is This is well above what I thought would ever be happening here. So... It's not just people who don't who want to get vaccinated. vaccinated. Right. And also the second thing uh, besides the first piece is that the mass censorship that has been taking place. Yes. That is scary as hell to me. Yeah. And I really wanted to talk about this. Yes. This, go ahead. That is really scary to me because they're not inciting violence. No. They're not inciting hate. Like there's there's nothing illegal about You're actually me. citing scientists, virologists. Even if, even if I'm not doing that, even right. if I'm not even doing if I'm that, just sharing memes, even if like, vaccines right. are bad, even right. if I'm not right. doing right. that, 
there is nowhere where it says that I cannot share information that is incorrect, right, or is inaccurate. If I want to stand at the top of the world, yell at the top of my lungs, the sky is purple, this is, like, I shouldn't be censored for that. Right. I'm, just because I'm saying something that might not be factually true, there's no reason for me to be censored. I'm not inciting violence. I'm not inciting hate on that. I guess the argument on the other side is because it's a public health issue. Who am I? Right. I'm not claiming to be anybody of authority. Right. So but who just, the fuck but am just I? step back, too. Sure. Do people need to be so babied that... Well, apparently. Like, no, but I mean, do you, if if you were to put something on Facebook, if you were to put the sky is purple on Facebook, yeah. and then I were to read that and say, well, fuck, guys, I've been taught wrong my whole life. Now the sky, and I'm taking your word for it because cool. you put it on Facebook. Like, do I need somebody coming and saying to me, no, sweetie, no, 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 that's not true. And here's what, so we're not going to let him talk anymore because you're believing him. That is If people are taking their medical advice me. from people on Facebook, why is that something that, we that like the government the needs to here, get it. Yeah, right? what is the yeah, issue here? So these are these are things that make me question. Like I question the fuck out of things. Like I know a dude. We all know this dude, and he's very vocal on social platforms, and he's very much a, a no to passport type right. of person. And he's had his Facebook pulled. He's had Instagram pulled. He's had his Twitter pulled. He's had his 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 own website pulled on several occasions, and it's insane. And this happened a long time ago. I remember seeing a live when, when this guy was overseas. I think he's on like account number four now. Because oh, yeah. So many are when he was in it. Europe before and he was, this was just with masks. This wasn't even vaccination yet. And he was in Europe and he's like, when I land in Pearson at 7 p.m. tonight, I'm going to go live and I'm going to show you if you want to walk through the airport, how you can do this without a mask and how you can avoid one of these quarantine hotels. And he landed and at 7 p.m., Boom. His Instagram was no longer. That is fucked up to me. Yeah. And that the is thing fucked is, up. These, there are lots of people who support the bill and support the censorship. And that also makes me feel really uneasy. So like you are actually, so you know, when I say that I've got this contention for the mainstream media, it's because I see that there is going to be a period where you can't even access information that doesn't suit what we're supposed to be told and that's that really to me just feels just icky like that's that's we were right. looking around the other day just looking at a whole bunch of shit and i remember hearing someone talk about something called a notice of liability yeah and i'm like i don't know what this is but i've heard enough people talk about it and i went to go find it on a link that i was given that you can go download this document we just wanted to read it and see what it is it's forbidden now. The website's gone. Oh, the, website's the website's gone. gone. Oh no, the website still exists, but the well, the PDF the link, okay. goes to a blank screen that says forbidden. Yeah, and I'm just like, I just want to read. It's like, just basically it's, saying to your lawyer, we're putting, I'm putting you on notice that if I do get this vaccine and there is an adverse reaction, that you will be liable for it. Uh, something like that. Because I didn't know what it was about. There's, there's I don't think it stands up too much legally. I don't, I don't think it stands up either, and that's why we wanted to read it. I said I want to understand because uh, you know I know people who um, have the notice, yeah. you know, to go into like as a patron to go into a restaurant saying to the person I'm serving you this notice because you are denying me access yeah, based on so me much. not disclosing like, my medical information. Thing, and I, couldn't, yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't read it. Yeah, it's not available. Now it's forbidden. And you know, this is the thing. So you'll see a lot of memes and you'll see a lot of people saying stuff like, oh, you could listen to the scientist or you could listen to that guy um, on YouTube in his basement making videos. Now, let's talk about some of the scientists, virologists, immunologists out there, highly decorated in their fields that are 
raising concerns and are being censored. These people are not basement not only, dwelling. Not YouTubers. only are they being censored, though, some of them are actively being slandered. And that, that was right. that was um, something that really struck me a couple of weeks ago. I had a hard couple of weeks because I am somebody that asks questions and I realize like, oh my God, like you can't even ask a question anymore. Um, there was a woman who has a PhD and I want to say like microbiology and um, so I, I can't remember. I'll look her up. But the point is she is she is a scientist. She does understand science. And she was speaking out just about, again, why the passports don't necessarily make any sense and how it's not going to help with decreasing numbers. And she did it in a very respectful way. She wasn't saying the vaccine is ineffective. She wasn't saying don't get vaccinated. She was just speaking about the proof of vaccination right. and why it doesn't make any sense. And this was somebody in in the States. And I watched this whole video of this eloquent, eloquent woman speaking about this is what the science says and this is what, you know, anyway, after watching the video, I, I was with my sister and I said, I can guarantee you now if I Google this woman's name, you're going to find a whole bunch of things about why we shouldn't listen to anything she said. First thing that pops up, known anti-vaxxer. Right. Fucking doctors, a known anti-vaxxer. <laughs> known anti-vaxxer says this, this, this. These claims are untrue. And I was like, and this this Google post that I found was recent. You know what I mean? I was like, this to me feels like she's actively being discredited because she's saying things that are not supporting the government. It's so weird. Yeah, there's um, there's a doctor. His name is Dr. Peter McCullough, and he is the most published doctor in his field to date. And he came out with a couple of papers. This is like peer-reviewed science. This was back in late 2020, basically talking about um, how to treat outpatients for COVID. So um, he was basically making the argument that after the two-week period, uh, people basically are so sick that once they get into the hospital, they have to be put into intensive care. So how do we treat those patients that test positive right away so we don't get to that stage? Right. And um, he was working with doctors in Italy at the time because that's where one of the biggest um, outbreaks were early in the in, in the pandemic. And... Um, they basically came up with a treatment protocol, a combined multi-drug therapy. And this is looking at antivirals, um, addressing inflammation in the body, and addressing thrombosis in the body that happens as a result of the virus. So not just like one drug, like ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. And we'll talk about ivermectin in a second, how it just became known as like the horse dewormer. The horse dewormer, yeah. Fucking hilarious that people in Africa are using this drug pretty much on a daily basis. It's an antiparasitic but anyway, um, so he was talking about using combination drug therapy to help prevent severe COVID-19. And it was found, this is peer-reviewed science, um, that using these uh, this multi-drug therapy, they were reducing hospitalizations and death up to 85%. 85%. And he said that once the science came out, he was just being blocked every avenue. He he was not allowed to speak about this. Um, he was giving a testimony. Um, and the reason he said the reason he was a speaker for giving this testimony is because they were being railroaded every which way and they weren't being able to speak about this. So that's what I'm raising questions about. If there's this doctor that's saying he's not denying COVID, he's not denying a vaccination. He's saying, hey, we have some drug therapies here where we can treat outpatients and we can severely reduce the load on hospitals. This is peer reviewed. And I it's thought that's published. what our, our goal was. I Isn't thought that's that the what goal? the purpose is. And that's why I was saying when it when we've now realized that 
vaccinated or not can contract and transmit. We've now realized that vaccinated can be hospitalized. We've now realized, regardless, even if it's at lower numbers, and we've also realized that herd immunity won't likely exist. Why aren't we talking at other avenues. And and the, and he had said that a week after, so he made a YouTube video, his daughter helped him make a YouTube video, and a week after he made that video, it went so viral, YouTube took it down. And shouldn't, shouldn't this be something that we're celebrating and screaming to the universe? Like, hey, we found there's something some that hope. can reduce, there's, yeah, some, there's hope. some hope And here. even if it doesn't work, why aren't we exploring it? Yeah, these are over-the-counter medications that have been available to people for years and years and years. Oh, and you mean are, because like, no one's making money? Yeah, generic, probably, right, exactly. So, I mean, there's that question, right? So um, that that's being massively censored. So you have that, that just makes you scratch your head. And that's a huge reason why I think there's so much mistrust and people saying, you know what, I'm waiting or I'm not taking this because every time I want to ask a question, I can't even get on a fucking website. I can't right. even ask a question without someone calling me an anti-vaxxer. Are we in reality? Have we collectively lost our minds? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> to be honest with you. Well, Mark and I have just decided, like, we were talking about this this morning before coming in here, where, like, we don't feel as affected by the fights and the arguments and all of that. You know, like, there was a period where, like I said, I really was. I was getting really down because I was online and I'm watching all this and I'm asking questions, but then asking questions turned into friends deciding they didn't want to be my friend anymore. And I was like, I didn't even say, like, you don't even know if I'm vaccinated or not. Like, you just decided because I said, this seems weird. This doesn't make, you know what I mean? And I was really upset about it. And this morning I said, you know what? I've I've been really good, like, lately because we're just putting our heads down. We're just staying out of it and doing what we have to do and making sure that we're keeping ourselves and our family safe. And I just wish everybody would do that. Like stay in your lane and do what makes sense for you. And yeah, I I almost don't understand the mentality of, of someone that's pro everything. And that's fine if you're pro everything, but the mentality of that pro everything to, to, to just be so pushy. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it public safety you're affecting my life well if you're gonna be so fucking pushy you better have all your i's dotted and your t's crossed and never do anything ever step out of line that could put anyone in any fucking danger at all or you're just the biggest fucking hypocrite ever and i mean where were all these people for the last you know the years and years and years that the icus were overflowing i mean if you just google and look up 2018 icu full or you know 2017 type in the name of a hospital full icu this isn't, and I'm not saying, and I also want to put this across, and I, I think that just because we're asking questions doesn't mean that we have no empathy for people that have had COVID or people that have lost family that, members yes, to COVID. Yes, that is another huge misconception that if, just because we might say, you know, the percentage of deaths or serious illness is relatively low, you know, because we're questioning the okay. status of emergency, doesn't mean I can't empathize with people who've lost people to COVID. But it, if we're going to use that argument, then I'm going to argue you other side saying that can you not have empathy for all of the people who have died as collateral damage due to lockdowns, due to losing their livelihoods, due to mental health issues, due to suicide, due to not getting proper diagnoses and procedures because everything has just been so COVID focused that nobody else seems to matter? We can't yeah. be empathetic to those people as well? I don't know, man. I don't understand. But I guess anybody. now their argument would be, well, because you're not doing what you're told, you're just prolonging all of this. Do you know what I mean? Again, we just go in circles. It's, in, it's, it's just circular. Circles. It it's doesn't very end, circular. Right? It doesn't end. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the like the ivermectin thing that we were talking about. I mean, how did how did it go from 
someone was it joe rogan joe rogan took ivermectin yeah Yeah. right and he even went on his podcast to say like cnn is saying i'm taking horse dewormer he said i was prescribed the medications he took it was it it wasn't just one i was prescribed this by two doctors yeah so he was just taking the medication based on what his doctors told him to do and he got better now would it work for everybody maybe not that's not how medic medication works right not everyone's gonna have his own would he have gotten better on his own maybe like we don't know but the point is immediately the media started blasting him with you're taking a horse dewormer and you're spreading misinformation and you're gonna get a bunch of other people who want to take horse dewormer and it's like really who knows man i don't know this whole thing makes me it may i'm so <laughs> i'm so all over the map because you can stare at the tv and go down the rabbit hole you can jump on online and go down the rabbit hole and then i look out my window and i'm like there's the majority of the population just going about their life. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it trips me the fuck out. I'm like, why but are I, these I, people so that's... polarized over here? And the majority of the world is just majority of the uh, of the city is just going about regular every life doing back their thing. Back to what you said, down. though. Can the average Joe do the two mm. plus two? It's just back to that. Like, if you're a critical thinker, if you've got that little extra, you know, hmm, I'm not sure about this in your mind. You're going to ask questions. You're going to ruffle feathers. You're going to upset people. People, you're going to trigger people. I mean, now, you know, with them saying, okay, we're going to be ready to vaccinate five-year-olds. I can see that a lot of people fully vaccinated or not are going to go, I don't know if I'm okay with my five-year-old being vaccinated. Yeah, right I think there's going to be a point of which which there might be some major blowback. I think there'll be a point of some major blowback. So then blowback. does that fully vaccinated person who doesn't want to vaccinate their children become an anti-vaxxer? Of course they are. If you don't get your booster shot, do you become an anti-vaxxer? I think you might be, according to anyone that'll call you that right now. But like I said right at the beginning, I don't care whether someone's vaccinated, not vaccinated. My biggest issue and my biggest questions are about the proof of vaccination. I don't see how that is in any way helpful other than further polarizing, unless there's some malicious plan to do that on purpose, and segregate people who are just because not if complying. You, if you're not if you're not vaccinated, you are COVID. And that's the other thing I if want to If you're not vaccinated, about. you're right. Co- you have yes, COVID. Yes. You, you're not vaccinated. You are spreading right now. Stay the fuck away from me. Get back. Yeah. And I think, have we forgotten that someone has to have COVID to give it to you? Right. I think we've forgotten that. It's just like, you're, you know, what uh, someone had asked, it was such a gaslighting question, but someone had asked, again, I think it was Fauci or something like that. You know, so... I'm vaccinated. Can I walk down the street beside someone who's unvaccinated if they're not wearing a mask? And, you know, Dr. Fauci, yes, yes, because you're protected. How about, yeah, because you don't even know if they have COVID or not. You're just, we're now just assuming that everybody that's not vaccinated has COVID. And if if this was six years ago, mm. you could have been walking down the street beside somebody who had the flu. You could have been walking down the street beside somebody who had any other kind of infectious disease. And we didn't know. And, you know, we're always every day taking risks. And I'm never diminishing the, the seriousness of COVID. I'm not saying that COVID doesn't exist. I've never denied COVID. I know people who have personally been affected. I know people right. who have died. Yeah. I know people who have had it and recovered. Like I, I know people in every end of the spectrum, as I'm sure most people who are listening do. It's more about the fact that suddenly we're in this state of 
it's fear. And that's the reason I can be empathetic to everybody is everybody's scared and angry and just trying to make it through. And I think we would all just be a lot better if you just put your head down, keep doing what you're doing, make sure you and your family are taken care of, take care of your own health, your mental health, your physical health. Mind your business. And mind your business. Yeah. And that's where the passports are really fucking that up for everybody. Because now when I go to a place and I see the people who are getting who are getting rejected somewhere, well, immediately I know, oh, it's because you're not vaccinated. Dirty. Now I, so now I have, yeah, yeah, now I know something about you you're and dirty. now I can make judgments about you. I can decide either that you must be dirty and have COVID or you must be an anti-vaxxer or you're anti-science or, you know, whatever I might think about you. Can I ask you guys a question then? With all the protests that are happening, because uh, I... <laughs> I feel like a lot of the protests and stuff do a lot of harm. I think some ways that people protest and some ways that people go about and the messaging that they're doing really kind of fucks up the messaging for, for, for real rational people that can make that can make a really good argument for for not needing to prove that you're vaccinated. Am I the only person in this room that feels that way? In other words, what do we like about our protest people? What do we not like about our protest people? So here's what I don't like about the protesting. Um, I think that there are a small number of people that are going to fuck it up for the rest of us. How do they fuck it up? That just want to make logical, you know, have logical discussions. And um, I think being very aggressive, Mm -hmm. attacking the wrong people. Mm -hmm. um, Who are the wrong people? A minimum wage employee, mm-hmm. right? In my opinion, mm-hmm. you know yeah, exactly the girl who's standing at the front, the hostess standing at the front of the restaurant who has to ask you for your proof of vaccination, and you're going to scream in her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that girl's just doing her job. Right. And on you know their side, she might of not it, even want to be doing that job. Yeah, she might not even want to be doing it. She might have to be doing it. Someone's trying to put food on the table. So right. let's not make their life a living hell right. um, while trying to make this point, right? And I see like the frustration of these people where they're, where they're saying, well, who else am I going to go to? Am I going to sit down and write letters to my member of parliament? Because clearly nobody's listening and, right. you know, we're not allowed to actually have discussions with the, you know, the up the people up there. The decision um, makers. The decision makers. So I've got to take this to a grassroots level and I've got to, you know, boots on the ground kind of thing and we've got to make it known. We've got to let businesses know like we are angry to the point that, hey, you're going to lose business business. You know, my response would, to that would just be, then just don't give them the business. Don't that's push it, your well, That's way. exactly it. Right. Just don't give them the business because I believe, and maybe I, I'm wrong, but I believe there are going to be a lot of businesses that really suffer for this because there are people who either can't provide their proof of vaccination or won't. As I said, I know a lot of people fully vaccinated who are like, I'm not supporting this. Or people that have a fa- one family member that's not vaccinated. You make right. a reservation at a restaurant and, you know, you can't go now because you have one person that can't sit at the right. table. So mm-hmm. guess what? You'll eat at home and you'll save a lot of money. So um, I think that that's the best way to protest is to just support the businesses that choose to support you and to forget about the ones that don't because um, I just, okay, you're going to bang down the door of this restaurant. This, you know, 17 year old um, a hostess is going to let you in and then you're going to go spend $200 at a place that has this policy. Like not even that they want to make the policy. I get it. Right. But at the end of the day, th- there are businesses right now that are standing up and saying, Hey, we're yep. actually not going to enforce this. Go spend your money there. And I feel really bad for a business that doesn't want to do this. They're like, 
Yeah. I'm just trying to fucking make my way through the world. I, I just don't want to be fined. And, I just don't want to be closed down. They've been fucked over for the last. Pay for my house and pay half. for my family. Like this yeah. is this is my livelihood. Yeah. And this is something I just want to. I just I don't want to be in the spotlight. I just want to do what I'm supposed to do. I just want to have my business run. And I don't like the idea of doing this, but I have to. I feel really really bad for. Yeah. That I feel very bad for owner. those people. So do I. Because uh, you know. As we were just saying, they also have struggled the last year and a half. They've been shut down been, over and over again. More than so, else. so now they're allowed to be opened with this stipulation: you need to ask people for proof of vaccination, or we will fine you, or we will shut you down again. I know some businesses, some restaurants that are pivoting their whole model, so they're just taking away the dine-in, which is right, I mean, it's right, right. horrible. Like they're like employees are going to be out of work, and yeah. you know, alcohol sales and things like that that come with yeah. dine-in are going to be. But gone, they're but, but they're those businesses are ones that are saying we have to take a stand because we see that this this doesn't make sense it doesn't yeah. work and like I said from the beginning I'm not anti anything but obvious it's been obvious through this whole discussion that I don't understand the passports and if somebody can explain them to me and make them make sense to me fine but at this point all I I, I don't see anything positive coming from this at all yeah I think I, I think the passport you. thing will be a big fail I think it's going to be a massive fail. I think there's going to be so many businesses that won't do it. I think it's going to get botched up left, right, and center. I think there's going to be a, a, a lot of people that are just going to be irate and causing a lot of like havoc about the whole thing. And, and then there's going to be that. poor people who, like we said, we, we can empathize with why they won't want to get vaccinated. And now like they've literally been shunned from society like that. That well, to you me made is a choice. You have a choice. There's, there's, the, there's the consequences. I disagree to your with you there, where I think that they will fail and be botched. I kind of I'm starting to see this trend of people have just lost their will. Well, it's the desperation to just try to be back to to whatever they yeah. consider to be normal. Yeah, and, and it's like anything to do so. There's this minority of people, and you know, back to what you were saying. Why are some of these things not working for for you know? Why are some of these protests not great? And even the yeah. hospital setting, like. You're standing out there screaming, my body, my choice, when people may have just put someone, you yeah. know, in the hospital or have just gone to visit someone um, that maybe is on the brink of death. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, that's what that's what you see. That's what the media. That's what anyone. That's who all hears, you ever see. It, like Mark said, see. we didn't see the peaceful protest with all of our first responders who don't agree. Right. They they went out from silent protests. We didn't see any of that. We saw the people screaming like idiots, blocking ambulances. But you know, now with the um the vaccine passport, I just feel like, you know, with everything that's happened from the beginning, there have been so many things I'm sure the both of you have questioned as we've as the months have gone on. But everyone's okay with it now. Because it came on slowly. It's now we need to increase measures because of this. And like I said, I understand that people are saying, well, the science has changed. The science has changed. But then I go back to Mark's question. Well, what's next? What's like how next? Far, how far do you go? How far, how far do, do we, go? you know, there was um, a man in the grocery store about three weeks ago. And um, the person that I that was doing the checkout for me, I recognize her face because she seems to be always the person that does checkout when I go get my groceries. And so I was bagging my groceries and he was, uh, she was ringing his items through. And he was probably, I want to say like, early to mid 70s. Um, I know I could only see half of his face because obviously we were all in masks. But he he turned to the the cashier and he said, and remember, she's in a mask and she's behind plexiglass. So it was a very broken conversation because they couldn't even understand each other. But he was saying, um, he goes, how much longer do we have to wear masks? 
And I was like, oh, this is so heartbreaking. Like this elderly man, he's like, how much longer do we have to wear masks? And she just looked at him and she said, I'm going through this with you. And I was thinking about it and I was like, well, how much longer do we have to wear masks? How much longer? Like, that's the question that everybody has. So I understand when the people are like, just get the fucking vaccine, show the proof because then we then can we'll go, back, go to- back. But it's hard to see it when we've met every bar that's been set for us. Goalposts get pushed. And it just pushed. keeps getting pushed. Keep getting so, pushed, yeah. you know, for, for me, as I said, I don't see the relevance of the passport. And I know there's going to be people who, who disagree with that, and that's fine. But I don't see the relevance. I don't see it as increasing safety in places. I think there's other ways to increase safety measures and learn to live with this virus that isn't just going to poof, disappear. I agree. And, you know, what does that mean for us, too, is coming from sort of a healthcare standpoint, a healthcare practitioner standpoint, um, are we always going to be relying on an external intervention as we go into the future? Because this is not the only virus. This is not going to be the only pathogen that we're going to be faced with. Um, Are we going to help patients empower themselves to prepare themselves you know, something else, um, a naturopath was telling me that she can't even talk to people about boosting the immune system. Right. That's something else that they, you know, the, the gag order or whatever you want to call it. And so that's my question. Do, do we not get to talk about this anymore? Do we not get to talk about how you can reduce your risk? Do we not get to talk about, you know, things like obesity and smoking and alcohol and that's an, that's, other things that's, that clog up that's our That's so ICUs. much another thing because I don't know where people get the fucking balls to do this shit. Like I watched someone scream at another mother in the schoolyard parking lot for not wearing a mask. And I'm thinking to myself, like, why are you screaming at this lady? First of all, you don't know her story. You don't know who she is. You don't know what her deal is. Who the fuck is she? She also had a visible disability. I'm not saying that means that she has a medical exemption, but we don't know, you know what? her if story. Was, and we were right. outside. If I yeah. was to stand outside a Kentucky Fried Chicken and start fucking preaching, you're going to die. You're going to get heart disease. Well, I, oh my God. People would look at me like I'm a fucking crazy person and, and want me removed immediately from the area. But no one does that with anything. It's just, I'm just baffled by, I think this is this is a real kind of experiment for me to watch humanity unfold and, and, and really what makes people tick. Because I never thought I would have seen such type of behavior on any side of any of this and it's just kind of crazy to me i i'm I, I don't i don't know i can't i can't make heads or tails of any of it to be and, honest with and, you. You, and that's the thing like you said like if you were standing outside of kfc yelling at people about heart disease i mean okay let's look at let's just look at covid and how obesity affects severe covid we know this this is a C- cdc stat yes. like we know that um obesity um you know, increases your risk for severe disease outcomes. Um, we've had 18 months, 20 months. I don't know. Where are we now? Two years in? I, I don't, don't even, even know, know where we are. But this whole time, okay, the government's been um, encouraging vaccination. Great. Have there been any campaigns to encourage um, healthy lifestyle choices? Healthy no, support your local restaurants. Behaviors. Get two free donuts when you get vaccinated, right? right? And so that's another question I have. The crazy amount of incentivizing about about, about this, yeah this the vaccine and party get a hundred dollars or something like yeah. that. How about you know here's a membership to um here's a nutrition coach here's a you know here's a hundred dollar voucher to um 
something that would because they also realistically right? know that's not what people want right they want but the fucking donuts and people the money. want the donuts i get it but i also think that a lot of people don't know that obesity is a risk factor and i think that people that are genuinely afraid of you know covid bringing it into their homes and bringing it into you know to their loved ones and want to do everything they can to prevent that if they were told that you know what uh these lifestyle factors can you know severely increase your disease outcome i think people maybe i'm being hopeful but i think people would say okay well what can i do can you tell me what i can do here show me what i can do some people would if there was more of a focus on it some people won't um but yeah there's been literally zero talk about the comorbidity comorbidities and how we can help ourselves because there's a likelihood that a lot of people who are even listening right now, a lot of people out there, there's a very high likelihood that at some point you or one of your family members are going to get COVID. And or that you've already gotten. Or that you've already got. But I, you know, I hope the best for everyone who who does have to deal with it. But are you being proactive about it? You know, are or are you sitting at home in fear, which is only increasing, you know. Anyway, I won't get into that. But are you sitting at home in fear and, you know, drinking and eating? I, I am. But are you are you doing that and not taking care of your body to help fight the virus when if and when it does come to you? Yeah. And I mean, you can't even blame everyone. Right. People have just been in this like state of it's just like a lull. Right. I mean, I'm just going to eat and drink and wait for what's next. I can't go to the gym. I can't work out. I can't get my body in the shape that it needs to be. in. so I'm just going to sit here with a bag of Cheetos. I mean, this is you can't blame anyone. People are depressed. Like, yes. you know, anxiety is going through the roof. Depression is going through the roof. So um, people are, because of that fear, they are now practicing these unhealthy lifestyle choices that are then going to increase the risk of getting the thing that they're afraid of getting. Right. So again, it goes in this big circle. Makes me sad. I'm sad. I'm sad. I'm, I'm really sad right now. I'm sad right now. I'm sad right now for everything. I think that there's, you know, there's good and bad to all of this. I mean, some of the good is that people... There are people that are starting to say, hey, you know what? Maybe I need to start advocating for myself. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I need to start doing my own research and maybe I need to start looking into things. Um, there's parents that are saying, you know what? I don't know if I I want my kid to be masked eight hours a day. You know, maybe I'm going to homeschool my kids. Seeing kids in masks makes me so sad. And like I said, I can empathize with the teacher who thinks they're doing the right thing and wants the kids in masks. But then on the other hand, I'm like... How effective are they? Kids are disgusting. Those masks are wet the minute they put them on. Like, <laughs> right? Really? It's it's, it, yeah. it's it's everything about the whole school thing. Just like, some things don't make sense. So, for example, our daughters in kindergarten, cool. They all play together. How many They're, kids do you have? Two. We have two. So our youngest is in kindergarten, junior kindergarten. She just first started school, cool. And the kids all play together and everything else. They go outside for recess. They play together, but for whatever reason, when you go there in the morning. And the kids, when they're outside in the playground, they don't have to have their masks on. Unless they're on the equipment. Oh, cool. That's the only but, time they have to have but, them on because it like on the slides and the stuff because they're right areas, beside each other. Right. So so but that's that's what happens during the day. You go there in the morning, it's it's the weirdest thing. It's like everyone is in every everyone in that's in that school you're on recess doesn't have to be in a mask. You show up there in the morning when you drop your kids off, everyone's masked. The kindergartners have a little dot that they got to stand on that's far apart from each other. So you have all these little four-year-olds sitting there. You should have seen the first day of school. I lost it. These little kids are crying. You can't even see their faces. They're all you can see is masks. the crying into the mask, standing onto this fucking dot and not able to like talk or play. No teachers engaging any of them. 
nothing. There like was, none there was even, like six adults in that yard, and they're just letting the kids stand there like they're in the fucking armed forces like, on their dot, crying I'm into like, their masks. What the fuck is going on here? This makes no fucking sense to me. And then in in an hour, they can all come run around and play with each other. Like, why are we torturing them right now? Like, this makes no sense. Things like that, they just don't make sense to me. They don't make sense. I don't get it. It's like fucking humanity has just gone out the window. I don't fucking understand. Do you guys remember the uh, Ontario Nurses Association uh, back in 2015 and then once again in 2018 had taken the hospitals to court and had won over uh, masks during Mm -hmm. influenza virus outbreaks? I literally literally just read something like reminding us of that the other day that's all that's all i have to ask. that's all i have to say about that but you know why can't we ask why can't we say hey so they, there were these two decisions in 2015 and once again in 2018 basically saying that nurses don't ha- nurses don't have to wear masks during influ- influenza outbreaks because i think it was unfitted medical masks were not effective in controlling the spread of a virus at that time. It was found, you know, based on like expert testimony and whatever they had at the time. So if the science has changed, amazing. Can we see it? Where has the science changed? Can we see how how it's changed? Why is that wrong to ask those questions? Right. And I mean, again, this is anecdotal, but you're not going to sell me on the fact that masks work all that well. All the kids who have been forced to to isolate and not see their friends for how long, they all went back to school. Everybody's getting fucking colds right now. Yeah. But they're all in masks. Why are they all coming home sick? I just feel sad. You know what I really want? I just really would love for everyone just to be able to fucking just be a little bit more empathetic. I know that sounds like a a hokey feel-good moment, but just fucking be a little nice. Is that fucking hard to do? Just Is that fucking hard to do? And you know what? If you can't be nice, mind your fucking business. Yeah. Do I have to say don't be a dick? Sure. And you know, one thing we, we do as massage therapists is we're always taught and we see in practice every single body is different. Yes. Every person is different. Just because two people come in with upper cross syndrome or whatever it is, you know, people have different backgrounds and lifestyles and the way they sit is different and the way they move is different. And we can apply that to our RMT treatments. Why can't we apply that to this larger conversation here? Every single body is different. So, you know, on all sides of it, can we be more respectful? Yes. Can yeah. we, yes, all you know? sides can be more respectful. Yep. Don't fucking yell at the hostess that just is yeah. trying to do her fucking Absolutely. job, right? Don't go to a hospital and be a fucking asshole outside of the emergency room fucking entrance. And don't call somebody stupid who either maybe doesn't understand your perspective right. or is questioning your perspective or just disagrees with you. That yes. doesn't make this person stupid. Exactly. I've had enough of, oh, these stupid people, you're stupid. I'm like, who's stupid? The person say, saying stupid, you sound a little stupid, but yeah. it's just enough. Like, just stop expecting everybody to think the same way as you. Stop jumping down people's throats who might have a question and stop prejudging so many people. Like I said from the very beginning, the minute I say something and four people have decided they no longer want to be part of my life just for me saying something, stop deciding that you know my stance on things. That's really sad that it's come to that. that right. For you to have lost friends. There was a person who decided to just, you know, flat out delete me from their life because I were you, said- Were you close in terms of like in person or is this more like an online- There was a, there was no, a couple that close. I was fairly close. And I mean, these are the shortest relationship of the four people that deleted me was like 14 years. So these are not like new friends. Okay. But one of them, it was because I put on my Facebook, because this is truly how I feel, I put up a Gandhi quote that said, any any um, 
action that is directed by fear or coercion seems to be moral. That was the only thing I posted. And this person, you know, said something about, I don't understand why um, people are getting so up in arms about the proof of vaccination because we've always been, we've always had to provide that to schools. And I said, I understand that. However, let's not forget not at that. A restaurant. That not at my gym. there was always an exemption. There was always an exemption, though. There was always the possibility of an exemption, and that exemption could be as simple as conscience, uh, I right? I don't want to do this. And yes, you had to take a class from public health and yada yada and all the rest of it. But also, we didn't have to show up to schools holding our proof of immunization. The schools actually don't even have that on site. That goes to public health. You know what I mean? Like that's not it's not something where you have to openly display this is my vaccination status. And that was all I said. I said, you know, and I said, I won't argue with you. I understand that you support the mandates. And I said, and I respect you and I respect your choices. The only thing I'm saying is I also respect choices of people who maybe don't want to get vaccinated. Poof, deleted. If you think I'm so stupid, uneducated, misinformed or whatever it is, have a discussion with me. Mm -hmm. Teach me, make me understand. But instead it's forget it. Fuck you. You you don't think the way that I think you should. We can no longer even be friends. Never mind friends. Like I can no longer even have you on my, my Facebook. List. I was right, like, right. oh, okay. And I was super respectful in the conversation where I said, I respect you a lot and your choices. All I'm saying is I also respect, you know, my neighbor's choice who's decided that the vaccine isn't right for them. I've been I've been blocked and deleted quite a bit. Um, but it's social media. Who cares? I'm blown away. I don't even know what to make of any Anything, and I've gotten to the point where I just don't give a fuck. I really don't give a fuck about anything. Yeah, I'm kind of there right now, too. I do not give a fuck. I don't care what you think of me. I don't care what you think of this person. I don't care what you have to say. I don't care what you have to say. Do whatever the fuck you want. You do whatever the fuck you want. Just stay out of my face, because once you get in my face, that's when we're going to have problems. That's where I'm at right now. I'm a lot a more calm shit. and peaceful these oh, days. Yeah. I guess I'm on his page where I don't, I don't care, but it's actually made me just more okay with everything like i'm just going to do what i like as you said i i don't support the uh proof of vaccination i've been vocal about that that doesn't that does not by the way mean anything else that i'm anti anything else no. i fucking walked in here with a mask on okay i don't support the proof of vaccination because i just i and that doesn't see mean, the terrible things happening and that doesn't mean you don't plan on upholding whatever directives that exactly. come from the exactly. that oh, come yeah. from the minister of health that you are supposed to do as part of your I uh, part of your job description everything that I'm supposed to do I do my double pre-screening we're all in PPE I you know I'm I, you're doing what you're I'm supposed doing what to I'm do. supposed to be doing. But like I said, the minute I heard about the possibility even of proof of vaccination, the first thing I said and I don't know if you remember it or not, I said I don't understand how that's going to make things safer. Like I just, no. it doesn't it, make it sense doesn't, to me. It, it feels like the, the. It feels like a punishment. It, it's not about safety. It, that, but I mean, that's just my innate gut feeling. And like I said, I'm nobody. I'm just a fucking dude with opinions and a microphone. Don't listen to me at all. Well, enough things aren't adding up that you can say that and not sound ridiculous. Well, to some people, I do sound ridiculous, which is absolutely fine because I just don't care anymore. Yeah. I obviously sound ridiculous to people. I don't care. Anymore. I'm like. You know, starting a tally, I should get like a chalkboard in my bedroom. Of all the I mean, people to some who people, there's, you know, me. there's three anti-vaxxers sitting here right now spreading 100%, COVID. Right? Like, 100%. This is, this is, people are going to listen to this and assume yeah. I'm not anti-vax at anti all. We're, you're not anti-vax at all. None of us here no. are anti-vax. <laughs> That's what's funny. Think, we're not I even have questions about many 
things when it comes to vaccinations in general. I'm not anti-vax. I've all I don't vax. even I don't even have questions about things when it comes to vaccinations. I just feel like this 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 proof of vaccination is no, it it doesn't it doesn't have any bearing on public safety. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Because I can be vaccinated and still get people sick. And again, that's, that's, that, that's, I think Harvard Business School, that's did, the you, line. did you guys see this? Harvard Harvard Business School um, had to move all of their classes online because of the uh, rise in breakthrough infections. Uh, they're, they're somewhere between 95 and 98% fully vaccinated. Yeah. And the last, the last um, American, other than that one, the last US outbreak I heard about, and I don't remember where it was, I just remember again reading the stats that 74% of the people were fully vaccinated. And I'm like, okay. So again, I'm not saying the vaccine's not effective because I'm hoping that most of those 74% of those people, um, that they're, their breakthrough infections were less severe. Mild, you know right. that the, that the vaccine is doing what it was always intended to do, right. and I think that's where we're losing sight of this. The vaccine does not give you immunity to COVID. We no. know that it it's designed to lessen your symptoms, to decrease the severity, to possibly prevent hospitalization, ICU admission, and death. So that's fucking wonderful. So if we're justifying the passports on maybe overwhelming the ICU, then again, that to me feels very icky because if that's the case, then we need to start policing people smoking, unhealthy eating habits, unhealthy lifestyle choices. Forget that. Like, Let's even extend that out to any other part of society <laughs> and anything that you do right. that potentially harms somebody else. It right. doesn't make Absolutely. sense. Can you not get on a motorcycle? You know, I mean, there's just so many questions. Any risk so this behavior, this brings right? me this brings up the next point then, because I've seen people online and I've heard it before. If you get COVID, you deserve it. You <laughs> shouldn't be in a hospital. Then you the should. Toronto you should... Star posted those yes. fucking headlines. Oh, like that's ridiculous. I hope everybody absolutely boycotts insane. that fucking publication absolutely because that is insane. disgusting. If you can live with yourself as a human, thinking that if somebody did something that led to them needing medical care that they shouldn't receive that medical care you're a people, garbage human most people shouldn't have medical care you're garbage exactly right? my grandmother yeah. who died of lung cancer who smoked a pack a day you're telling shouldn't me we shouldn't have, we shouldn't have given her her treatments no it's I, her I, fault I, we should have just let her die i got on a motorcycle and i and i and i badly hurt myself i shouldn't be in a hospital because i chose that well that's that the thing behavior. if you're going to take that position on the vaccine take that take position it all the way across everywhere. the board yes yeah sorry you're obese too bad you ate yourself away. Now you can't uh, get that. Um, right. You, know, you, you drink surgery. You drink you too much. Too bad. Uh, liver transplant. Sorry, bro. Tough, yeah. it, tough it out yourself. And I, I don't think that any of us. I mean, I don't know anyone that really has that stance. Maybe some people do, and they're logically consistent if they do keep that stance. But um, yeah. And what about the fact that we're all taxpayers? We're all taxpayers, and we're paying for public health services. We're paying mm -hmm. for, you know, even community services now that I guess you can't get into if you're not vaccinated. Right? I, I'm going to bring up a point and I'm not saying I'm for or against. I'm just going to bring up a point. We are protecting who? Whom are we protecting? If you're vaccinated? In general. The concept is protect people that are more susceptible to... More susceptible, those who cannot cool. be vaccinated, which children is, who are not of age which yet. Which is the majority of the population or the minority of the population? 100% minority. Okay, so we all bend and break for the minority of the population versus the minority of the population just doing what they need to do to be safe. Just asking. I'm not here or there on it. I'm just like... I'm. Just thinking things through on the yeah. hamster wheel. Don't you throw out logic here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not welcome here. Uh, Even the eligibility of who cannot get vaccinated because according to, you know, the up above, 
pretty much everybody should be able to. So unless you're anaphylactically allergic to dose one, Yep. Or, or we're diagnosed, diagnosed with myocarditis or pericarditis from dose from dose one. Not even pre-existing. Right. So do you see how limited that is? What do you think about the charter people? Everyone's screaming this is a, this is a, this goes against the charter of rights and people freedoms. People can argue both ways. Um, however, what is they it, don't know, what is I don't it know exactly? But the freedom of... I don't know. I, I never looked and so I don't know. I'm I know it's Section 7. I don't know okay. what... At the end of the day, there's a lot of things that happen that aren't necessarily on the books that, that would be considered legal, but we accept them as a society because it keeps us safe. So a friend of ours who is a criminology professor. We had him on the podcast way at the beginning of COVID and he gave us the example and his example is like a ride program. He's like a ride program is completely illegal when you look at it on the, when you look at it through the law, it's illegal, but we as a society tolerate it and we allow it to happen because we feel generally it keeps us safe. It keeps drunk people off the road. Okay. But to have a spot check like that without having any reason to pull someone over and obtain information from them, like you can't really do that. But we as a society say, we'll allow that to happen. We'll allow law enforcement to do that because it makes all of us feel safer. It's so Christmas that's the time. Idea. Let's have ride programs. So that's the idea, right? Where where are things legal, quote unquote legal? Probably not, but do all all of us say collectively, as the majority of people say, we're just going to tolerate it and we'll go with it because it makes all of us safer, which is a lot of what's happening now. Yeah. Because now a whole bunch of people are saying, well, this doesn't necessarily make us safer. So why are we tolerating this? Exactly. This doesn't right. make us safer having a, a, a proof of vaccination at the restaurant. So why am I tolerating it? And then you have a whole bunch of people saying, I'm not going to fucking tolerate it. Right. And if you want to join me, watch This Is How You Do It. And I don't know how I feel about those people because, I, I like I said, I feel empathy across the board. I feel bad for the people that are in the restaurant that just want to fucking enjoy their meal you know they followed their quote-unquote rules and they're there they're doing what they're supposed to and they're having a meal and now there's this disruption from these people that are trying to display their point and so i feel sorry for that person i feel sorry for the people that own the place like i don't want this fucking happening here this is a hassle for me and this is not what i need to deal with at this moment and then i also feel sorry for the fucking people that are that are really trying to display these things because part of what at least i feel part of what they're trying to do is saying like hey like what you think, what you're being told, what you have to do, you actually don't if you don't want to. Exactly. And if you don't do what you're being told, there really isn't much of a consequence. Watch it happen. Or saying, hey, if we all collectively stand up and say, right. we're not doing this anymore. There, you know, there's no recourse. There's no power in it. But again, you know, at what expense, right? You have exactly. these poor business owners. Exactly. And, yeah, I feel, so, I feel you. I mean, it's such a... Anyway, it's such a sad. And you know, the idea of something being illegal, but okay, let's, we all tolerate it because it keeps us safe. Again, would make sense if it were consistent. So I think now they're doing like exemptions for some basketball players to play games in certain places yes, because they are. they're refusing to get vaccinated. So somebody, the fans can't come watch, but the players can be there and play. Well, and then here's the logic behind it. Well, the players are always with each other and therefore they have their same circle of people. But that's the logic, which we know is absolutely not true. They don't none, have families. They yeah, don't go to exactly, restaurants. Exactly, they don't go. Exactly, exactly, exactly. That's the that's the argument for like the, the, the league for these kids. Well, they don't need to show proof of vaccination because really they're with the same people all the time, blah, blah, blah. And these people, well, they're not. I get it. I get it. I understand where the, uh, the argument comes from. It doesn't hold up in my mind, but there's the argument for it. I can possibly see. I don't know. 
I'm sad. Do you have to be I'm masked sad. in a to watch a game? I, I think I so. I believe so. I don't think masks in. I mean, there's they some places that have taken mask mandates away, but I mean, here in Toronto, if you're you want to go indoors. indoors anywhere, you're in a mask. So, and that's the other thing. Like I said, if we've been accepting as a society that masks work, and this is how we've been doing it, and you still have to go hey, in wait. and wear masks, can you then... can you can you dance at a wedding, or can you not have? Can... <laughs> So you what can I attend a wedding, seen, but I don't think you can dance at it. So except I, for the bride and groom, they can dance. I saw some. Yeah, that's what I saw. So you have to be fully vaccinated to attend the wedding. Yeah, but you can't, you dance, can't dance at the wedding. But you're fully vaccinated. Why can't you dance? At the <laughs> bride so why you bri- get... bride and groom can dance? No one else can dance. You can't come in unless you show proof of vaccination. And I assume you have to be masked unless you're eating or something. But I, I don't know. So. I haven't. I've been in a while, so it's, I have no idea. See, it's just maybe weird. not. It's maybe weird to me. It's all be. over the place. It's all over the place. And and that's why I'm confused. And I'm uh, maybe I'm just too dumb. That's why. Well, I, I appreciate you coming and giving yes, your perspective you. on it because you are logical you're respectful um you know we never know when we put out feelers in places like who wants to talk about this side or that side and you know as mark disclosed to you before we started talking today we want to have somebody who very much agrees with the proof you know of what the funny also. thing to me about the whole thing is everyone is fucking a big talk not in a real life scenario. Everyone. Mean? Everyone talks big game on a social platform. You ask them to come here and speak your opinions behind a microphone and give it to a large audience. Not the 35 people you're talking to on Facebook. I'm talking our large international audience. And no one says yes. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, no, I don't think I'm going to do that. So your opinion, you know, just fuck off. Then, <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're not willing to come do something like this, then shut your well i mean if we're being empathetic to everyone Uh, they're scared too right i mean that's why i appreciate so much you coming on and talking about this because this is going to be an unpopular opinion with a lot of people and i mean people know who i am so there's going to be a lot of people who say wow i didn't expect her to be such an idiot well here i am and yeah i mean i had you know i definitely we had this conversation before the podcast started recording of whether or not i should say who i am and you know, I mean, I don't even have an issue with it, but I guess just listening to your advice on everything and I don't think, saying, I think you should say who you are. I do not. I do not think so. I think you should stay the RMT on our couch. Okay. Cool. But we very much appreciate this RMT on our couch. You are logical. You have good questions. You understand science. You're not denying science, and you are not anti anything. Right. You are. A human that wants other humans just to be respectful and empathetic towards each other. I am anti one thing. I am anti any movement that, um, you know, doesn't allow for the freedom of speech. I agree with you. I agree with you right there. Um, It's a scary place when that happens. Yeah. And again, like we said at the beginning, some people are not necessarily going to agree with us, but we are going to have somebody on our couch hopefully soon who feels that proof of vaccination is important and that we absolutely should all be making sure that we are talking to people who are hesitant and you know, telling them they even now have clinics for people with severe um, anxiety surrounding the vaccination where you can go there and they've adapted things so you can get vaccinated even if you're anxious about it. You can bring you can bring a support person. Yes. Um, And this happened uh, throughout the whole vaccination campaign. You could bring if you applied for an accommodation, you could bring a support person with you. I had something um, devastating happen to me in March and I was not allowed to bring my partner into the hospital. And I was by myself for six hours, just bawling my eyes out. And I wasn't allowed to bring this person in because of the number of people, you know, in an empty, it was an empty ER. I was there at 630 in the morning. 
awful. This so. is what I mean. The humanity is gone. And, you know, I understand, up. I understand being careful and mitigating risk. I've said it over and over and over again, like a broken record, but we need to use a little more logic, be a little more consistent and remember that we're dealing with people like treat people with respect. Just stop. Don't be a dick. I agree. And I think this is just I think this is going to get really dirty for a lot of people this fall and winter. I think it's going to get um it's going to get crazy. It's going to get sad. It's going to get more divisive as the holidays come around and all of this stuff and people can't go to restaurants with their families. And I don't know. I'm at this point just sitting back watching it all unfold. I'm just like you have gotten to a point where I'm at peace with everything that's happening. I go through waves. There's ups and downs. Oh, yeah, but sure. um, right now it's like, you know what? Just let it all burn. <laughs> I'm just here for the show. Is it going to burn? Uh, Let's no. see. Let's it's see what happens. Burn. This is this is a cycle that happens, and 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 everyone pulls through on the other side, and blah. blah Humans blah, are blah, resourceful, blah. Exactly. and that's why what you need to be doing right now is, regardless of which side you're on or what your opinions are, just focus on what you need and how to keep your mental health in mm-hmm, check, your physical mm-hmm, health, mm-hmm. how to keep your family happy. And if all you do all day is talk about this, like the three of us sitting here, you're killing yourself. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's a very healthy thing to do. No. What do I know? Turn off the TV for a little bit. Yeah. Go outside. Go outside. Get some fresh air. That's still legal. It looks really different outside than what your TV tells you outside looks like, by the way. Yeah. yeah. It looks Open really your window. It's totally different, different out there. So, yes. Well, thank you. I think, I think thank you so much for having productive. me. Is there anything else that you wanted to do you want to say that we might have missed here or did we cover? No, everything? I think we really covered everything. And I just want to like end off with that point of just being respectful to every side and, you know, not we're not in any way, shape or form. Um, saying that COVID isn't serious. I think I just want to keep stressing that. In, in the defense of someone else, there are people that are saying, pandemic, this isn't real. There's no real... There are people that are saying that. They're fucking it up for everybody else what? that doesn't guess feel like what? that. Those people have existed forever yes, and ever and totally, ever about everything. Totally. 9-11 didn't happen. There was never a all, man on the moon. There's you know, there's aliens among but, us. All of that yes, has, is not new. But all I'm saying is like we also just can't paint anyone that's like not pro passport as being you know what yes well i understand science and, oh yeah uh, yeah they're, no, no, they're, they're course, definitely fucking course, yahoos yeah, yeah. in that corner for sure of course but i just want people to know that we should all try and i don't want to say we should people can do whatever the fuck they want do whatever you want but i would like us to strive to be more respectful of all sides at the end. I, like I agree that. i like that thanks for hanging this was really good thank you right on you guys have been listening to two massage therapists in a microphone Peace.